Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments, and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco and Kyle. Yes. We, we also have, uh, coming, returning back, our uh, guest, uh, Brooke, is with us. For uh, Gentlemen. How are you? I'm lovely. Yourself? I'm, I'm fine. Well, okay, sure. so... As we begin, um, this these next couple of minutes is going to be interesting. But um, I, you know, I wanted to start somewhere, and I'm thinking of the world of full contact combat sports. Well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> and I'm thinking of the knockout. So oh. people know sometimes abbreviated as KO. It's the ultimate winning move. Well, I mean, it's the ultimate winning move because it renders your un- opponent unable to continue fighting, and thus end of the fight. <laughs> So, you, what is the difference between a KO and a TKO? Ah, I'm glad you asked that. All right, so so mm. technically there are three different kinds of knockouts. There's the knockout, which okay, you've the the opponent is knocked out. There is a thing such as a double knockout, and mm. this often happens a lot in the world of video games. If you're in a, into a <laughs> video game oh. fighter, uh, punch out double knockout. Right, double knockout is both opponents they simultaneously knock each other out. Right, mm. and then. That's the end of that. Then there is the technical knockout, sometimes abbreviated as TKO. It is declared when the referee decides during a round that a fighter cannot safely continue the match for any reason. And this sometimes, depending on uh, the league or the company that is the, the, the promoter of this, it can be the official attending physician. Uh, sometimes, I think there's a couple of places, the fighter, if the no- fighter is knocked down three times in one round, uh, or if a fighter, and this happens a lot in MMA, mixed martial arts, if a fighter cannot intelligently defend him or herself while being repeatedly struck, that's when the referee goes, you're still standing, but we're done here because <laughs> you're about... <laughs> To get permanently injured, and that's the end of that. So technical knockouts are when the referee, or in some other extenuating circumstances, someone steps in and stops the fight. See, I thought the T stood for total. I thought that was when someone just gets their lights completely shut off. That's what I thought, too. No, no, that's a not, that would be a knockout. Oh, that's just a straight up knockout. Okay, Okay. Okay. TKO is when he goes like, I was fine with you getting beaten to a pulp before, but now I've drawn the line. It's a te- it's almost like a technicality. So it is the technical okay. knockout technical is referring to knockout. that. If you're wondering is, well, what is the fastest knockout ever recorded in professional sports? That would take you back to the Golden Gloves Tournament at Minneapolis, Minnesota in the United States of America on November 4th, 1947, when Mike Collins won over Pat Brownson with the first punch and the contest was stopped four seconds after the bell. Four seconds. Four seconds, and he was out. Wow. There was a whole episode of Sports Night that was around something like this. Right. Yes. Where they kept going, let's go to the cut, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're going to watch that fight a lot more because there's only four seconds yeah. long. <laughs> there's a... You bet. Uh-oh. Like, we have a whole hour of programming. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, you'd think we'd be talking about this at the start of a Mickey Rourke episode, but oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. He is the boxing guy. He is the boxing um, guy. That's right. And but the no, because here we are at minute 26 of <sighs> Iron Man 2 from 2010, directed by Mr. John Favreau. Uh, and uh, we've uh, come to the uh, actual discussion of this minute, huh? We got to really have to talk about no, this. No, we, we? we do because there's some great okay. stuff in here. <laughs> okay. I think this is probably my least favorite minute. Oh. Like in a series of my least favorite minutes, this is probably my least favorite minute. So. I'm really, I'm very interested as to why it's your least favorite minute. Yeah. 
Well, we're going to talk about it. We're yeah. going to start out with the rampant sexism that we were having last time because we're still looking at the very, very important to the plot modeling photos. Um, uh, and then we, and as we were talking about last time, uh, we also have the uh, continuing of the, the Tony Stark trying to stoke the jealousy factor. And there he yes. says, uh, did you model in Tokyo? Because she modeled in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we can see Pepper completely getting annoyed with yeah. Tony's angle on this. So, yeah, we we get it. But now okay, but here's the thing. Like we we have this conversation he's like, you know, he's 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 peppering her with these comments <laughs> about <laughs> See <what you> did there. <laughs> modeling in Tokyo. And then here's okay, here's the the next sequence is the scene mm-hmm. cuts and we've got Happy and uh is it Natalie? We're, 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 yeah, the, Natalie. Right, as we know her as Natalie because that's that's we know her Natalie as so Rushman. far. Natalie, Natalie Rushman. Rushman. She is now she has been left to fend for herself in the ring here with Happy who's who's being a dork as we've talked about in the previous minute. But mm-hmm. here's here's the only thing you need to know what happens right here. She Happy's garbling on about whatever. Says, rule you know, 1. Never right, take one. your eye off your opponent. And okay, and he's saying that because she's looking back at Tony, but look mm-hmm. at her face. Her face is someone. This is what you're seeing. You're seeing the face of someone that is annoyed that they are not spending every moment right now on their mission. Yes. She's looking back at Tony and going, wow, I'm really supposed to be working with him. I need to take care of this this dingbell right now and <laughs> and dispatch him as quickly as possible. And that's what exactly what she then does. <laughs> yeah, as, as, he, as he throws a, a sort of like, you know. I wasn't really trying to hit her, but he was like throwing just a, a casual punch. Uh, she grows, it, it grabs it, turns into an arm guard, and flips it into a hurricane rana. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first time I ever saw this was a by a performer named Lita in the WWE. Yes! So referred to as the Lita can rana. But I was curious, like, why is it a hurricane rana? And so I found out the name was actually taken from a Mexican luchador named Hurricane. Ramirez, that was his stage name. I'm sure, not sure what if they that's what they refer to it as in luchador culture. Um, but he he actually performs name was Daniel Garcia Ortega. Uh, he was born in 1926, so this was like old time, like real serious luchador wrestling. Uh, unfortunately, he died in 2006, but not before patenting this move. And now everybody who does it is basically doing it, calling it that because of Hurricane Ramirez. That's awesome! Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that is amazing, and so that is not, in fact, um, uh, our, our girl Scarlet doing that stunt. No, no, no it no. is not. That is no. a magnificent performer named Heidi Moneymaker. Woo! And uh, and by the way, can we just talk about the fact that her name is so perfect? <laughs> yes, and it's and it's real. Like her yes. family are the money makers. Like that's that is not right. a stage name. That's like, right. Her, all of her sisters, her her parents, like they they're the money maker family. And I have to wonder: has she been in more of the movies than anybody? In terms has of she... like as a stunt performer? Yeah. Well, that, she's... I do not know because I know that Sam Hargraves is is Captain America's double, so he might have done more, but I, I'm not actually sure. But she uh, but she has the benefit that she's small enough. Yeah, that she could play multiple people, and she has. She has and doubled she has. for Rachel McAdams, Drew Barrymore, mm. Carrie Russell, Moon Bloodgood, Ruby Rose, and Julianne Moore. Wait, <laughs> Moon Blood, Moon Bloodgood. I know. I'm, I'm letting. I'm letting the two of you sit and go. Why I'm in sorry. the world was you? Hunger Games. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So uh, she, I, I could, I could basically dedicate the rest of these podcasts to Heidi Meyer. I think she is fantastic. She's one of the best physical performers around. She does all this uh, great stuff for charity stuff. Her Instagram is fantastic. She like shows herself 
uh, doing the stunts and actually like behind the scenes and all this stuff. And working out and, and what working she has out. to do to maintain it. Yep, and she's and she's big on physical training, so she like has all these stuff to to help people get physically fit. Uh, she uh, there's actually a fantastic story that ESPN did on her and her sisters, actually because uh, uh, Renee is also in the MCU. She does like Scarlet Witch and and some of the other ones that that Heidi doesn't do. Um, and it's called the Marvelous Money Makers. So if you look oh. up that ESPN Marvelous Money Makers, they have there's a huge in depth story about their whole family history and how she got in the business and stuff too. And uh, if you're more if you're more of a watcher than a reader, uh, there's a new documentary that just came out called Stunt Women that she is heavily featured in. It's narrated by Michelle Rodriguez, who she also doubled for. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Heidi Moneymaker is fantastic. And so this was her first day on set. This was like, and so basically, like they brought them in saying, hey, we need somebody to do this kind of thing. And she's like, I can do it. And so they had her do it. And Scarlett's like, I want her. And basically, it's picked her. And there's a lot of negative things you can say about Scarlett. Like, there's, we're not getting any controversy, but like, she's right. made some interesting choices over her career but one of the things i love about her is that whenever anyone says anything about man those stunts that was fantastic she is the first person to say heidi moneymaker she is like she gets right out and then and obviously there's a whole stunt team there's there's several people who do double for scarlet witch but like like heidi moneymaker is her number one thing and she has taken her on every other movie that she's done since then if she could uh and so she's always been the first one to not be those those i i hate every time an actor goes oh i do my own stunts you don't Oh, right. there's a there's a dedicated team who are better at this than you are who do this and well, so that's except one thing. for I, one I <laughs> well there's one actor but we'll I'll talk about that <laughs> so uh, Wait, is I, he I dimin- a lot of- are you talking about the one who's diminutive in height I, I, and has per- questionable I, religious practices perhaps i'm not gonna say anything else <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about because i'm still thinking about heidi moneymaker yeah. so yeah so <laughs> this was her first first her first okay. stunt on the film and from then on like all the all the awesome stuff she does like scarlett does as much as she can but right. when she is it like stops that's where Heidi takes over. Okay. I just want to say a couple things about this moment because this all happens within a second, yeah, within right? Yeah, a second and a half, yeah. So mm-hmm. what I love is is that you've got uh, you've got Natalie looking back at Tony and yep. she's annoyed. And then as soon as Happy pushes, you know, puts his fist out towards her, the expression that Scarlett Johansson gives in the character I think is really telling. It's, it's you can see it's instinct. You can see mm. her reaction to take him down is literally just that's how her that's exactly what the reaction she's going to give is it's not going to be there's no restraint it's you attack me and i'm going to floor you so i actually think that's a really cool point to kind of give you this little detail of this character to say there's a lot more to this character than what you've been seen and clearly you've been shown more than you needed to see but anyway um now second thing i would say yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No. I know you got a second thing. No, so, so second thing is, and I love this, we get a, this is rare, and you wouldn't see it unless, of course, you're looking at a, a movie minute by minute. We totally see the stunt person. There's like yeah. four or five frames that after she's taken him down, full on, they didn't digitally alter it. They did nothing. That's her. That's awesome. You would never have noticed this in the theater the, watching the this. Wig fall, the way that the wig falls and they styled that wig was very beneficial in this scene. Yes. Because... You know, when she's like the turn back, like when she kind of, right. and all that hair just flies fast, you got to be paying really close attention to not notice that that's not Scarlett Johansson. Well, and they even tried to use the, uh, again, another Everlast plug here. They even mm. tried to use the ring ropes. They tried to camouflage the person's face as much as they could, and they didn't. And I actually think it's kind of cool they didn't because it's almost like they nestled it in there for people to say, yeah, here you go. Props to the props to the to the people uh, making these these 
uh, moments work behind the scenes. Yep. So, so it's it is a good stunt. It is well performed. It is cool, and it is so stupid. <laughs> I hate this. I hate that this Wait. is in this movie because this is this makes her look so lame because she okay, I read uh, if if those of you who have been listening to every episode so far, I read you her entire resume. Did you see anything there about fighting? She just blew her cover. So okay. She blew her cover. Like there's there's nothing in her resume that says she has any fighting training at all or would do anything like this. Plus, she just committed assault on a fellow employee in front of her boss, she would be fired no, so fast. You're yes, no. I am not. No, I'm saying like I know it's I know it's a Marvel movie, and I know that there's superheroes flying around. I get that there are no. Asgardian gods, but this is dumb. The, the Black Widow that we know, and have, well, of course, over the next of the world develops, would never, never lose her cool. When have we ever have seen her lose her cool on anything? She stood up to an Asgardian god. With no fear. She ran away. The only thing that ever scared her was the Hulk. Happy doesn't scare her. So the idea that, like, this, this, let's let's say, heftier dude throwing a weak punch at her would suddenly trigger her thing? No way. She would take the punch. She, That's Natasha. No. I I don't. Defend. Oh, Oh, with with pleasure. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. Okay, when she does this, now, I just made the point about her expression. She gives this expression like instinct, right? Obviously, no, she can control her emotions. She can do whatever she needs to do in any moment. She doesn't get to be the the character that we will see her be by not being able to deal with, with happy Hogan, right? Like being a dork. This is all part of totally bewildering Tony Stark. Her be her pulling that that move. To Tony is not just to get his attention is that, oh, I'm a I'm a pretty picture or, you know, whatever. I'm a woman who could handle you. And I think that that's part of what this is doing. When has that ever been Tony's type? Oh, no, it's not. But he's he's intrigued. She already knows she is. (laughs) She is trying to put out. She is trying to put out all the hooks because they look at they have a whole dossier on him. This is all based. They did not go in here not knowing what they could do to mess with him, get him hooked, get him get him all discombobulated. And what you're about to see on play over the next couple seconds and the next couple minutes proves that. Proves it. So it's while you guys plan. were having this conversation, I just went back and watched her face. <laughs> watched her face. Yeah. Because I, she like turns back. You're right. She's totally annoyed. I want to be over there where right. the action are. Yeah. The action is because that's where. It is. She turns back and her face is very, it's matter of fact. It's like, I'm going to dispense with this guy with like that. Kyle, do I think you're wrong? No, I don't think you're wrong. I think that, I think that she, I'm reading into this. I'm totally reading into this, but hey, that's what you guys do. I can like put this guy down in a matter of seconds, in a matter of nanoseconds. I can put him down. And then they're not even paying attention. They're not even going to know what's happened. And he's never, ever going to admit that I, you know, he got bested by her. As he did. As he then is like, I slipped. I'm like, oh, great. So. (laughs) Okay, but anyway, I don't think, do I, I think it's a split. Do I think that she was like, it risked blowing her cover? Yeah, but it's like, what's the fastest way to get rid of a gnat? (laughs) (laughs) 
I think that I think that is part of it. But then, okay, look at what happens immediately after this. So Happy's knocked she down. Dropped, she well, she, well, first of all, Pepper goes, "Oh my god!" You know, and, Pe- and Pepper watched, has, you know, has one this, of her low level employees take out one of her high level employees. Well, I I think it's I, I think Pepper's reaction is all summed up in, and she does a great job. By the way, Gwyneth Paltrow oh, does yeah, this great because she does. That's it's such a great reading. It, it, yeah, no, reading. I mean it's a wonderful <laughs> shock of because what's mixed in there is. Oh my God, poor happy. Oh my God, ha ha happy because you're a mm-hmm. dork. Uh, oh my God, the woman I just brought in here just floored you. And oh my God, oh my yeah, God. this is a disaster on every yeah, level. We're going to get sued. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, it's got everything mixed into that reaction, which I think is great. And seriously, she delivers it so perfectly. So she does that. Tony's even, Tony's like, wh- his reaction is, whoa. Cool. <laughs> new toy. New toy. Yes. I mean that's new toy. It. And then okay, here's my here's another part of my 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 case here. She immediately gets up, she adjusts herself, she comes through the ropes, gets down, and the first thing she says is, I need your impression. Mm-hmm. Smooth. I mean, like, no, I'm not out of breath, like not ruffled at all. Not a person who has lost their lost their control of themselves at all. This is completely on on plan, and what an interesting choice of words. Because obviously, as you see, what Tony's reaction is, mm-hmm. well, uh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a quiet reserve. <laughs> uh, you have an old soul. He, this was all meant, and then and then when he does that, look at her reaction because she immediately gets a. She almost gives her. This is where she gives herself away. It's not taking happy down. She <laughs> gives herself away because she kind of smiles like mission accomplished. Like. <laughs> Check. Like, yeah. It's all part of the plan. Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, how no, would you I do this? To... Okay, how would you fix the scene then? Well, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to basically for the for those of who are not comic book nerds, they're trying to say, this isn't just another pretty face. There's something more to this woman. They're trying to, you know, they're they're, you know, this so it won't be a huge shock later on when she shows up and she's, you know flipping through the air and you know uh shooting dudes down um but yeah it's i think it could have happened like way more subtly or even had it like that she does something on her own after like like they leave or whatever and then she you know like just basically like a thing like so we know but not like everyone in the room knows so you want to do it where like she when she leaves she forgets her pen and they've all left well, the room, okay, and then so, she like has to so, acrobat in to avoid like. Let's the... say that they're. Let's say okay. <laughs> let, I, this is off the top of my head. So I'd like to say I'm 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 a second draft guy. So um, so like let's say they're like breaking boards or whatever. Like like and so like and then they all leave, and then she's like as she's by herself, she's just kind of like and then whew, like right through the you know like it's it's all to right. show that she has these kind of abilities, but without having to do it or like she does it without them watching. So like she's in there with Happy, they they turn away to write on papers. She hurricane rounds him, knocks him down, and then they turn around like, "Whoa, what just happened?" She's like, "I don't know, he fell." I and because then Happy's not gonna admit it because he just no. got hurricane rounded well, by a five foot four, you know, whatever. I don't know what her actual height is. So, but, you know, there's uh, way there's. I think there's this was an inelegant way to establish that there's more to her than a pretty face. Which I mean, I think early days of writing the MCU, it was more yeah. inelegant. And, and apparently, with this movie writing. <laughs> Well, we're apparently about- was very a very fluid process. We're going to talk more about that as we go along. Yeah. So uh, I was watching this scene in the eighty five million times I watched it uh, with somehow with the subtitles on. Mm, yeah, and there are English subtitles, 
And uh, it said when she's got him in between her legs, which sounds really gross, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, it says grunting happily. <laughs> and I was like, first off, that's not what he sounds like. And second, ew. Well, <laughs> I mean, it is happy, but yeah, it's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, what a happy grunt sounds like. I, I think, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, more than I need to know, Kyle. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm okay. we're getting to Tim Allen territory here. Oh, right. Oh. I'm I'm okay with. Oh, I think this is. I think this accomplished a lot of things. It gave it gave Happy a bit of comeuppance. Like, hey, listen, yeah, you're out of control. Tone it down. You intrigue Tony. Whatever's going on with Pepper, I think Pepper's just like, oh my god, this is a disaster. Please just let me take control because I I'm done. And I think for her, I think it just, I think it did. It obviously tells the audience what you're, to, there's more to this character. Mm-hmm. Expect the unexpected. I I think it all falls in. Now, I, what happens after this, the conversation it does go in a different way. We do get Tony's reference to, he calls it TKO, which is the whole reason why we talked about knockouts. Yeah. So he rings it the really, bell. It literally, literally rings the bell. Right. And, 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 note, <laughs> and note, it's a TKO because a technical, he's the ref. He's the person who's saying, okay, yeah, you're done, right? Like, finished. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, and then what happens with Pepper enters the conversation, and then things get weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then they, they, when she's talking about the impression, she says, I meant your fingerprint. So then Tony does the fingerprint, He and then says, and basically that's the transfer of power. So he says to Pepper, you're the boss. Like, basically, that's it. She's now become the CEO. And, like, at that moment, that's where it goes. I think, Brooke, you're more of a legal person than I am. Does it have to be, like, notary or something past the name? But... Uh, she watched him do it. I would imagine that she he's known to her. I am. I'm actually a notary. Well, see, there you go. So you are the Natalie Rushman <laughs> of your office. Yes, I clearly am the Natalie Rushman of my office. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying it for years. I'm glad people are trying to catch on to this. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, it depends on what the notary rules are for California, but usually you ask for ID and it's really just witnessing somebody. Notary is just a witness like a bonded witness you watch somebody sign something that's it so the fact that she just describes her as the notary and not like this assistant yeah right <laughs> so right and then so then natalie says will that be all mr stark and because tony says no and pepper says yes <laughs> but now who, she works for pepper so right and who does she listen to that's right right so all right, yeah. so you want to talk about what happens next then, Rob? Well, uh, we haven't talked about his hair. His hair's very matty. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, he, he does. He doesn't even look like he looks like he did like 20 years ago, too, in this scene. Like, I mean, even 15, 20 years before this movie. But when, he, when you see Robert Downey Jr. with his hair all matted down, it's literally like a different phase of his life. Like, hmm. I just thought, thought that was true. interesting. It's, like it's, a Caesar cut? Is that what you're Yeah, exactly. About? Yeah, very Caesar. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very uh, less than zero. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now <laughs> I'm saying no, that's hey, that's Iron Man and Ultron. It's you know, yeah, hanging no, out no, in no. LA and getting high. <laughs> now, okay, so we're coming to this moment of played for laughs, maybe not great ones. Natalie walks away. The goes right to the cuts to the shot of Pepper and Tony looking at the looking walking her walk away. He looks to Pepper and says, "I want one," and she says, "No," and then smiles. <laughs> oh, sorry. Now, this little okay, came up it's not. Here's the deal. I'm not going to defend that saying. I know that's horrible. That's objective. That's objectification. It's horrible, right? It's gross. He's saying it because, again, this is him. 
he's, he's he has no filter with Pepper. He'll say whatever he wants with Pepper. And he's Poor saying Pepper. this specifically to rile her up because the the flirting is afoot. This this is what's happening here. Man, I hope she's making that Tim Cook money because yeah. no one should have to put up with this. Well, I mean, it's I mean, no, but that's uh, I have I have slightly lesser of an issue with this than you do. I have a little bit of an issue because <laughs> I don't think it's right, but eh, it's Tony Stark. I I don't think Kyle, you're totally right. It's completely sexist. I want oh, one. Of course, it's completely sexist. Yeah. There's things though. It's like this is like pretty much this is where he's at his worst. Yes, it's where right. he's at. It's yeah. Right. And that, and, that's and that's it, one of the reasons I have difficulty with these minutes is because I like Tony Stark and I do not like him in through most of this movie. It's yeah, because he's very inelegant, and yes. you put it, it's such an inelegantly written play or play uh, movie. But it's it, it is the worst of Tony Stark. It is I'm dying. I'm yeah. this. I'm gonna do everything I can. Um, and she is put in the position of being mom and like corralling him. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what every woman wants from their you know right? proposed partner. Oh, yeah. Course. <laughs> or even their boss where they have like oh, god i gotta patch him yeah, up and, she, and send him back out again right yeah and you know though i work for somebody who could be a little like demanding and i think and i said to him once i go you know i get paid to manage your helplessness <laughs> I, I i do this is life i know that's <laughs> this is life it's like yeah. i get paid to manage that and then she's paid she's wearing louboutins like those shoes are not cheap the right. shoes she's wearing are there's a very luxurious look to her that I love. You guys don't really talk about her clothes. I don't think we don't. too much. Yeah, yeah cause I even, I even in the... I, let me let's keep, keep talking. I have actually a visual reference for this. Right. Uh-oh. She looks amazing. Um, well, she Gwyneth always looks amazing because they... It's probably written into her contract that she has to be dressed a certain way. I would imagine. But, um, yeah, like, she's sitting there and it's like you could tell that that skirt was probably like a $1,000 skirt and there's like a very couture look to her. So... So in the Marvel Studios Visual Dictionary, Pepper Potts has her own page. I will show it to to uh, my fellow uh, podcasters here. Oh, okay, and that's the opposite. So in it, so the 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 thing about the this is from DK. So DK's big thing is they'll take a picture and then they'll point out right. things on it. So on her, uh, it says from the top, Pepper's outfit reflects keen professional fashion sense. Hey, her belt is from a trendy Malibu boutique. Oh. And her ring was a gift from her grandmother. Oh, that's nice. And that's that's the readout on Pepper. <laughs> wow, I yeah. that hurts me. Oh yeah. boy, the, I... the text is all basically just like summarizing the plot of of the first movie, this movie, and then the one that follows it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I she puts up and a lot. She gets strawberries. Paid. That's true, and she's paid handsomely to do so. Yes. But money isn't everything. It's not everything. I, She's the one that has poor boundaries. I don't. <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> but let's leave all this California nonsense yeah, behind and go we international going because we're going to Monaco. Scene transition. So the uh, music here is actually a track called Monaco. It's written by John O'Brien, who did the supplemental music for this. Anything that's not John Debney was him. Oh. And if you can find where to buy it, I would love to because it has apparently disappeared from the internet. So oh, I wonder why. I don't know. I don't. I, rights? I don't know. I found the the Declinator has done some remixes for other people, but I cannot find a page for him or a location on iTunes, Amazon Music, 
the mix cloud i mean like i went all around i could not find it so if you can find it post it on one of our social things because i would really like to uh, give them a couple of dollars because this track is a banger god are you wearing dad jeans what is the deal <laughs> i mean like yeah I didn't, you lost me at that i was like i mean it's cool I mean, it's a banger, right? this is a banger it's this a banger a banger yeah Girl. i'm telling you it's what the kids are saying nowadays i have a teenager no. Yeah, this is right, exactly. <laughs> so we get we get this, uh, and you know, if you listen to the previous season of Marvel Movie Minute, you know we're big fans of these great sweeping pan shots, uh, oh, yes. and this is mm-hmm. a wonderful one. And this one is the classic Monaco shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I have uh, I have deja vu moment here of car, uh, Cars Two. Uh, you yeah. know, when they do their global race and they exactly, I mean, Pixar rendered this shot almost exactly. And, and there's, there's a lot less wasabi jokes in Iron Man too, yeah. than there were in Cars 2. <laughs> Maybe that would have and helped it for you. And a lot less, you, you know, Maybe. overt American racism. <laughs> well, so. I mean, jeez. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to, there's so, going to be a mater. There's going to be a so, mater yeah, right. comment right there. <laughs> Get her done. <laughs> Ew! Ew! Right? Ew! Nothing good. It's all. It's all bad because if you're gonna be a a rich a hole, where better than in the Principality of Monaco? I mean, I mean, maybe Macau, but okay, maybe. we'll go with Monaco. No, Monaco. When you know, when you learn a little yeah. bit about, it, and I don't think people and, know and enough. We have learned a bit doing this, and oh, wow, <laughs> unbelievable! And I, the thing, the biggest thing that got to me is okay. This is along the fr- French Riviera, so Monaco, the Principality, as you just said which is its formal name yep. this is on the coast the southeast corner coast of of france and it's right. bordered by france on all three sides and then the mediterranean yeah. sea on the fourth side do you know what the size of monaco is it isn't it like basically the size of phoenix it's <laughs> it's 499 acres so smaller than phoenix yeah it's, yes. uh, it's home to yeah it's home to 38,682 people uh, i do remember from high school, somebody doing a report on Monaco, and they said that the uh, the the literacy rate was like ninety nine point nine 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 percent, and they said that point one is probably some guy on the beach named Claude. I mean, <laughs> who yes. just happened to wander in from he, one of the others from yes. France? Yeah. He wandered yeah. in from France, and there yeah. he is, like yeah. Because uh, and and of those thirty eight thousand people, thirty percent of them are millionaires because yes. this is a huge tax haven. It's great, yeah. Yeah, yes. so rich people come here and they you know basically keep hide their money so that they can get taxed anywhere else. Uh only the Vatican is a smaller sovereign state right than Monaco. And probably still richer. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, actually yeah, that too. <laughs> so uh you know uh, when that swoopy shot comes over and you see like the yachts and everything and and you know and by the way, my context of Monaco, mm. when you talked about cars, is that I used to race, um, not Grand Theft Auto, but like Grand Prix on the like oh, old, yeah. old PlayStation. Yeah, sure. That was one of the hardest courses because it's city street. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, all very loopy turny. Yeah. Right. So, so no, but I'll tell you what I was thinking of when it's coming over that painting and that shot is uh, Cecily Strong and Cecily Strong yep. from SNL. Mm hmm. And Vanessa Bayer, they would do that thing towards the end of the show where they're the two porn stars that are trying to like <laughs> luxury, yeah, <laughs> opulence. That's, that is literally it. Yeah, class. <laughs> so uh, I, what I think I, I always find fascinating about them is that basically they're they're dedicated to everything staying exactly as it is. And how how deep does that go? It goes all the way to their national anthem. Their national anthem is called the Hymn Monagasique, uh, and this is how it goes. I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to read it as if it's a poem, so feel free to throw some patriotic French music behind this. 
Forever in our land, one flag has flown in the wind. Forever the colors red and white have symbolized our liberty. Adults and children have always respected them. We have perpetuated the same traditions. We celebrate the same religion. We have the honor to always have had the same princes. And nothing will change. As long as the sun shines, God will always help us, and nothing will change. Doesn't that just stir your heart? We, I, mean, uh, I just started, like, <laughs> as written by Mao. I mean... <laughs> right? It really is. Just like, you know, it's it's millionaires in lockstep. <laughs> no, I just want to say something. I mean... And it, our tax rates shall never change. Well, I mean, no, because I mean, really what that is saying is that we have all the money. Uh-huh. We're going to keep all the money. Mm-hmm. Keep your hands off all our money. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be invented to the uh, Comic-Con that takes place in Monaco. There's not, no, I don't <laughs> Can think you imagine so. how great that is? <laughs> oh, it'd be incredible. <laughs> but yeah, it's not going to happen. And that, and, and on that uh, sweeping shot, that is where our minute comes to an end. Oh. I know. I was so sad. Because I, I was like, I wanted to see like little boutiques and little beasts or like little places where I could go in and buy stuff. Hey, do you guys know where I can buy stuff? As a matter of fact, oh. we do. <laughs> since, we're talking, since we're talking about accumulating wealth, help us accumulate some wealth and buy some merch from us. Go to nextreel.com slash merch and you can buy all sorts of things with our, our logos and names and faces plastered all over it. We got cups, we got stuff. Stickers, we got masks. You buy a mask and we'll donate a mask. It's a it's a great call. Pillows, whatever you want. If you want to buy it, by God we'll sell it to you because we are shameless. And also, I mean, let me just say, for us to be wealthy, all <laughs> all of you listening to this for a for a period of twelve months would need to buy twenty-five thousand of each one of the things we sell <laughs> for us to become wealthy <laughs> so our uh, our fundraiser to get us to monaco uh, has begun <laughs> all right and by monaco we mean monaco street in our 100 year telethon begins now <laughs> Jeez. so that brings us to the end of minute 26 uh minute 27 uh i think we're actually going to explore a little bit of the what i've been told is the beautiful luxurious town of monaco uh and and we'll see where we go from there so thank you for listening make sure you stay subscribed enough said bye